Welcome to the Startup Grind Podcast. Startup Grind is the world's largest independent startup community. Inspiring, educating, and connecting millions of entrepreneurs across the globe in partnership with Google for Startups. These are the stories of disruptors, innovators, and game changers from the fastest high-growth companies and venture capital firms in existence. Join us as we unpack their strategies, learn from their mistakes, and grow together. There's no time to wait, so let's begin. This episode is brought to you by 99designs, the global creative platform that makes it easy for you to find and work with amazing graphic designers online. Found it in Melbourne, like that. From logos to websites to packaging and books, 99designs is the go-to creative resource to build your brand on any budget, which is super helpful for entrepreneurs. And right now, our listeners can get a free $99 upgrade on their first design contest. A contest is a great way to get started and find the right designer for a long-term work. You can also book a free design consultation with a brand expert at 99designs to receive personalized design advice over the phone. Their team of design experts has helped thousands of business owners. It's a great way to get the most out of your experience with 99designs. It's all simple. Just go over Head over to 99designs.com slash startupgrind for your upgrade and to sign up for a design consultation today. Fun fact, by the way, our founders Joel and Derek met on 99designs. There's a funny YouTube video promo for 99designs, an old school one, where we are literally in the garage. Check it out. It's worth a watch. Thanks, 99designs. Welcome back, everyone. Chris Jonu, your buddy here. Back at it again, um, founder of Dream Pushes and your, and your guy for Startup Grind in Melbourne. Um, today we've got a big one, Gillian Tan, CEO of Booking.com. She's talking about how they attract top talent, how they're building the future of travel. That's a big one right there. And uh, there was certainly a lot of decision making that was driven by data, um, very data driven company. Um, and just a great chat. She is talking with Michelle Lev Ram, senior writer for Fortune. Enjoy. Um, Gillian, thank you so much for flying out here. Um, yeah. So before we get started, I mean, we're, we're going to talk primarily about technology and the travel industry and AI and chatbots and all that good stuff. I wanted you to just kind of take us back to earlier days at Booking.com. And um, you started there in 2002, I believe. So give us a little snapshot of what the company was like back when it was a small Amsterdam-only based company um, and what the travel industry was like, because that was... Seems like a long time ago at this point. It seems like a long time ago. <laughs> yes and no. People are often surprised that uh, if you think about the size of Booking.com today, that actually this company is, uh, has their headquarters in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And uh, because Holland is a very small country, and I always say that uh, it actually has helped us to be a startup in the Netherlands. Because one, Holland is small, so you have to think outside of borders very early on. And if you follow demand, and Dutch people get a lot of holidays, so that's good for our business, then it takes you all (laughs) over the world. And that's basically how we started expanding the business. Uh, In the beginning, um, when we started, uh, of course, it was a lot different than today. Um, we built a product to scale from day one, so that uh, also has helped us in, in becoming a global brand as how we are today. Uh, I think the way booking started is quite different than a lot of 
companies, right? If you think about travel and in the past where you had a brochure with a picture this side and you had to make a choice of where, which property you were going to stay at, that was pretty complex. So we actually said, we actually can make that a lot better and uh, through technology. So we said, you know, we're going to build a product that we ha will help customers uh, booking and accommodation, make it more informative, more intuitive, and take friction out of that process. So that's how we got started. And then we started measuring through customer data what people actually liked. And that's how we started to make more and more improvements. But in the beginning, we didn't have a lot of money. So also there, when we opened our first office in Barcelona, we uh, built our office out of an apartment. We stayed there as well because we still had to sign up hotels. So it was a great start because at the beginning, you really build your model, you build your culture, you build your product. And that's an, an amazing time. And after you've done all of that, there's a long time of scaling, right? You're scaling everything you do with booking. We've scaled the amount of properties we have, we scaled the amount of languages, we scaled the amount of countries we operate in, the amount of people we have working, the amount of A-B experiments, and, uh, but every phase I have found to be super, super interesting and, and uh, lots of, of learnings. So, and today you have more than 15,000 employees yes. in 198 offices around the world, so you've, right. you've grown a bit and you're also part of Priceline Group, yes. um, and that acquisition happened a, a while back. Um, yes. You're the biggest part, biggest chunk, like two-thirds, I think, of, of Priceline uh, around that. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like? And I, I realize it's been a number of years, but starting from a, a smaller startup kind of feel and then the, the deal and sort of going forward, yeah. how was that transition? Yeah, I think uh, for us and at the time when we were scaling, it was a, a difficult, a different time than it is today, right? It was very difficult to get funding, especially mm. in Europe. It was very difficult to get talent at that time because people didn't want to become part of of, of e-commerce companies at that time. So. Uh, eventually, the, the deal with Bryson for us was very good because uh, we, we knew that should we need money again, we have a company behind us. And also, Priceline uh, had no intent to run our business, right? They were looking for people that wanted to continue working on their dream, continue working on building a successful business. So for us, that combination was ideal because, of course, we just started and uh, we had no intention to stop what we were, we were doing. So for us, that was a perfect situation. And you mentioned it was hard um, getting talent at the time and a lot of people didn't want to come and work for an e-commerce company, but you yeah. did and you came from the hospitality yeah. and the traditional hospitality industry. So what, what prompted you yeah. to make that jump? Yeah, so I have a hospitality background, was responsible for marketing sales and very early on Oveli realized uh, how com complicated it was to bring customers from all over the world into properties. So when the internet came, I really uh, was fascinated as to how the internet could solve that problem. And then the founder of Bookings.nl was actually making money at the company where I was working. So I got connected with him very early on when he was walking around with his plan. And, and, and in 2002, they really started forming a team to start growing the business. And there was some money infected into the company. So that's when I said, well, I truly believe that this is going to make uh, booking accommodations better. So uh, I took the jump and, uh, and, and said, I'm going to try it. 
Were there others in the company at the time that had come not from the tech and, and online space, but from travel or hospitality? Yes. Yeah, so the, the interesting part was that Geert um, Jan the founder of Booking and others, really wanted to book build booking off of an Excel sheet. But uh, so it was very important that uh, people like me also uh, share with them that uh, hotels were not sitting behind computers. So it's impossible to build your business like that. And that's also when we started to move into countries and basically uh, started helping properties to get online and connected to booking because that's basically how we expanded our business all over the world. And also if you think about customer service, many companies don't think about these type of elements of your business, but for booking from the start, it's been extremely important to also invest in customer service to make sure that you're actually building these great experiences for customers so that they also come back uh, to use your product. What do you think, um, just going into the, the technology side of it, um, obviously right now a big focus and, and initiative for you guys is um, AI and, and chatbots specifically, but what are other um, big advancements in, in travel when it comes to technology? I mean, yeah. we kind of went through that phase of like, putting everything online, but what, what was next? Yeah, you see, of course, during time, you see already uh, through technology that we were able to build a better experience for customers. If you think about uh, in the beginning, uh, booking was really only interacting at the time of the booking and then where people were off traveling. Mm -hmm. But when mobile came, you, st you, you already saw a big change where we were able to impact people's trip much more than only the booking itself. So there you see a lot of innovation on booking happening because of that. And, uh, and it's very important that every new technology we embrace and really start learning in every element of our business where it can actually have impact on customers. If you think about machine learning, booking has been a data company from the start. We've always innovated everything we do. We make decisions through data, even on, on design, anything you will, you will find in our mobile apps or, or on our website. Mm -hmm. And also, therefore, you see with machine learning, we very early on already started using these techniques throughout our business. And every customer today touches machine learning already anywhere within our product, right? So, and artificial intelligence, of course, is also a new technique which we, we truly think that that can improve again the experience of customers. So I still, when I think chatbot, I, I think about like Clippy and Microsoft Office, and I realize that things have progressed a bit since then. Um, Talk to us about how you view when a, what a chatbot can do in yeah. travel and what it can't do. Yeah, yeah. So it, I must say, today it's still a lot of learning, and there's basically two areas where um, we are experimenting in where we see it can truly have a, a great impact on customers. The first one is if you think about the planning of a trip, right? And uh, that is complex still today. Many people spend a longer time planning than the trip itself. So there's a lot, uh, there's a lot to gain if we can make that better for customers and artificial intelligence really has an opportunity to make it much more personalized. 
And in travel, this is extremely complicated because ordering a book versus deciding on which property you're going to book in Rome, mm -hmm. which you have 8,000 choices, right? To find the best choice for that specific customer is extremely difficult. And, uh, and that's an area which we're learning more and more in. Uh, and, and now it's still through text, which hopefully we can, we can, we can build more personalized. But we, we also think that within three years, over 50% of, of our customers will touch AI somewhere uh, within booking. And the second phase is really through assistance, right? If you think about the booking assistant, already today 30% of customers in the English language uh, are working through our, our booking assistant. Mm -hmm. And we've learned that 80% of of customers really want to have instant answers when they need you. And the assistant is actually able to provide that. So that's also an area where you see uh, bots uh, having a great function into providing answers fastest to customers. Are you seeing uh, um, travel agents, like real life travel agents, making a comeback at all? Because as there's been this proliferation of different mm -hmm. options, it's, it, it is overwhelming. And I understand that AI and chatbots are trying to um, mitigate some of that. Yeah. But, but do you see travel agents at all making a, a comeback today? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's, it's about the comeback, but it's more about, I think, eventually it's about that customers, they want to, ha they want to package their travel and everything needs to work together. And what you've seen online is mostly very traditional cross-sell, right? Mm -hmm. But then you actually leave customers to a different experience every time, which is pretty complex. But customers want to have it all in one place and they want to have it frictionless, they want to have it easy and, uh, and seamless. And I think that's where it needs to go to. And eventually, if, if, we, if we enable to book every element of a trip, in, in one go, then I think it will help customers enormously. Are there specific, have, have you found out so far that there are um, some kind of interesting or surprising factors that really, um, you know, are, 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 are particularly important when you're trying to gauge what someone's preferences are going to be? Because like you said, there might be 8,000 listings in a particular city what are the important factors in trying to assess where someone will ultimately want to book? Yeah, and I think with booking, we have a lot of data around that already because of, you know, we understand how people search. And even mm -hmm. we've learned that even if you ask people what they find important versus what they actually do can be different as well. So it's very important to look at what people actually do and how they make certain choices and what they use to make these choices. Is it reviews, information on reviews? Is it uh, uh, location? Is it price? There's so many elements. And, and that's something which booking already is very advanced in. Uh, but we feel with AI, we can even make it a faster decision for, for customers. Anything that sticks out so far from what you've seen that might be surprising to us? Uh, well, there's nothing that s sticks out mm -hmm. today that will be difficult because it's still in such an early phase that I also want to be, I, I want to be careful but by saying anything about it because once we bring more volumes uh, through it, it might change again. So, okay. uh, yeah. And, and one of the ways that you've uh, been able to develop and harness this technology is um, through an acquisition that you made of a, a Tel Aviv based yeah. company. Can you talk about that a little bit and what yeah. they do? 
Yes, yeah, so we uh, we purchased a, 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 a company from Israel, Evature, and they've built a, a, a chatbot actually in our industry, mm -hmm. which basically means you can just type in, I want to have a hotel in Paris, and basically this bot will take you through the whole search process to eventually get that property booked. And that's something that we, we were putting live now for, for customers and booking, but also through messaging uh, apps as well. Okay. Um, if you take a step back and just kind of give us a broader view of what's going on in, in online travel um, more broadly, how would you assess where things look today? It seems like there have been some fluctuations, especially recently. Um, Expedia's earnings kind of caused some of the stocks to go down. What do you think is going on? What are the, the, um, the bright spots and the, the big opportunities going forward, and what are some of the challenges today? Yeah, so I think... Within travel, I think there's lots of opportunities, right? If you think about, if you take a step back, what travel can do to people and, and how important travel is to people, right? It changes perspectives of people. It creates memories that people carry with them for a long time. And also, we see that people travel more and more, right? So mm -hmm. you see that overall uh, travel is increasing, and I think that will continue to do so. And um, I think if you think about companies, if you think like booking, um, we are more and more expanding. We now offer experiences in 30 cities to customers. We're uh, working with transportation, right, to think about how can we help customers transport from the airport uh, to the property. Mm -hmm. uh, more and more we think about how can we help customers once uh, they arrive in their destination. So there's lots of opportunity. And then I think what people... Uh, often don't realize is that booking within the accommodation space is also very b big in homes and, and apartments. And mm -hmm. uh, that's an area which we're putting a lot of focus on to grow even more because we do see that there's a need for customers to book these type of properties. Uh, booking does focus on the breadth of selection because we want to make sure that people understand what is all out there to book. But that's an area which uh, is, uh, is, is a great opportunity for booking, especially here in the, in the U.S. In particular in the U.S.? Well, the U.S., we still have a lot to gain in this uh -huh. segment. So, okay. Uh, yeah. so, so that brings up... A Company, another little company, Airbnb, um, which I'm sure you get asked about a lot. But do you see, I mean, in, in today's world, who is your biggest competitor or competitors? Do you, do you worry more about the Expedia's or the hotels themselves or Airbnb? Yeah, I think the nice thing about travel is that there's many players in this space. You also still today have many local players. There's even many people that still book their travel offline. Uh, so it's a very competitive space, right? And Airbnb, of course, is, is very successful in the homes and apartment segment. But in many countries in, in Europe, booking is already leading in this space, right? So uh, I think it's... Which countries in particular? Well, there's many countries in Europe, right? Because mm -hmm. we've been active in this segment uh, for a long time, if you think about cities like Amsterdam, Barcelona. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it, And it's a segment that is growing. Have you had a different approach when it comes to entering um, different geographies and how you deal with the regulatory landscape? 
Yeah, so we feel it's important that the regulatory landscape is clear because then you create the best environment for everybody and, and that's something where we help cities with as well because uh, it's important that there's clear laws around uh, what is possible and, and what not. So before entering a particular market? Yeah, we work together with cities, right? Uh -huh. and, uh, and, and every city is in a different phase, right? In some cities there is clear regulations and some not. But I think it's also important that cities learn from each other. Yeah. Okay. And, and you brought up... Um, the various different things that you guys are doing, transportation, homes and apartments, of course, um, in addition to hotel bookings. Yes. There's so much going on in the travel space, and, um, and I'm sure we all see um, different companies popping up and financing rounds, uh, whether it's like RV rentals or um, vacationing with pets. There's a website for I mean, there's like something, a service for everything, right? Um, how do you choose... Even with your, the resources that you have um, at, a, at a sizable company, how do you choose what features and services to go after and what to put on the back burner? Yeah, so like I said, Booking is a very data-driven company, so we always want to make sure that whatever we do and where we put our investments, that there's clear intent. Because if there's no intent and you're not really solving a problem for customers, then yeah, you can you can do a lot of investment, but it won't bring you very far. So, and even you should really at Booking, you see there's really a culture to also test, learn, and sometimes you fail. And we try lots of things. We sometimes even stop things. But but it's important that you keep doing what's right for for customers. And, and as much as we are seeing uh, innovation around kind of all the, the edges in travel, are there untapped opportunities that you see out there either for startups or for yourself to Yeah, to I think there, there are many opportunities, right? I think if you think about families that still today, mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's still a lot of work to do. Business travel, I think there's still a lot of innovation that can happen. There's many segments, right, which uh, or. I mean, even today, I've been doing some mentorships at the Women in Tech Lounge, and there was a startup of um, putting bags because many uh, uh, homes and apartments don't have anywhere to store luggage. So she mm -hmm. solved that problem, right? Which I thought was amazing. But so there's many examples, I think, of areas where there's still friction for customers that can be solved. All right, so. last quick question favorite vacation spot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the good thing is not your favorite hotel, which I yeah. find always very difficult to ask. <laughs> favorite vacation spot? Who? That's a difficult one. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco, of course. <laughs> and after San Francisco, yeah, I like. It's a difficult one because I like so much and I travel so much. Um, yeah, I would say probably Bali. Uh, I like a lot in Indonesia, but. Uh, yeah, I think, that, I think that's a pretty good... Oh, we have a <laughs> show of support there. <laughs> well, Gillian, thank you so much for, for joining you. us. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. To keep up to date with all things Startup Grind, visit us at startupgrind.com or join us at an event in a city near you. Until next time, chase the vision and keep hustling. <laughs>